0: This is Radically Alive Women's age Cast. Let's play is what you just said, Lisa, and I'm <laughs> glad about that. Welcome, Lisa Black. <laughs> I love being
1: playful because we're all trying so hard to be adults. Sometimes it squashes and suppresses the aliveness that is here for us all to bask in.
0: It's interesting you're saying that because I, I resonate in one way and in another way. I see the necessity to be adult and I think there's two different ways of being adult. One is the way that we've learned, that I've learned from seeing adults around and it's really boring and squashing and you've got to do what you've got to do. And there's a free and natural adult that brings forth the aliveness actually, that is required to be mm-hmm. in this world, to shape the world. As I see and witness you shaping the world.
1: very kind of you this alternate way of being an adult for me is the embodied child so taking the purity and the truth of our essence and allowing that to guide and puppeteer our adult bodies the golden child or the golden adult would be my reflection to your sentiment of this different way of adulting that is necessary we need to be steadfast and sure and clear to mould moments and our lives in the direction we feel called to take it, whether it resonates with the people or not.
0: And that seems to be a process to be able to get there, to discern that or to create, gain the confidence to do that. Mm-hmm. What, has, what has been your path or a path that worked for you?
1: I was dissuaded from my own inclinations so much and repeatedly shamed and told I was wrong. And I still didn't stop. So even in preschool, I had the audacity to go and tell the teachers that I had a vision for how they could adapt the preschool environment to be better for the children. And for some reason, they listened to me. And this seemed to be the path that as I would offer something forward, a perspective, some people would receive it and benefit. And I noticed how that went really well for them. And other people would ignore me, deny me, make me bad. And I went through different phases of permitting some of those external voices to invalidate me and make me very small. And in the last 10 years, I've realized, well, my concept is repel to attract. If I'm not clear and distinct enough to annoy some people, I won't have the power and the precision to really make an impact for the people that are for me which is why I'm taking up more and more space because I'm so free to witness it and just move on, breathe and move on.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel glad to hear that and resonate with the necessity to be okay with people not agreeing or people being offended or so that that can fall away. And the people that really need to see you, yes. that need to hear your voice in the world can actually hear it. And what I've seen you, I see you take a stand for a radical, approach to business that is different from what i've seen before so on your website i see your feminine business amplifier Mm -hmm. and can you say more about that Uh, i
1: really love this idea of our pure essence of, of the core of our truth and if we talk about you know potentially authenticity would probably be the best phraseology that when we're showing up in our truth that that can actually expand and grow in a way that benefits us and everyone that comes into interaction with that. Conversely, if we are not now truth and we're living from any falsity or deception or masquerading, as we try to expand that into the world, it will bring untold problems for us and other people. And so this radical approach to business is to really let our hearts lead So the reason why I call it feminine business is because the masculine construct we've had thousands of years of men making business for men. Okay, so this is a male dominated place and that works really well for some men, which is wonderful. But now that women are taking up more space in the world, we need to find a new paradigm where we're no longer externally referencing, competing, informing or jostling for competition where we're intuitively heart led fully present bringing our truth to the moment and allowing that to inform and bless and support our resonant kindred and purely being devoted to them and no one else
0: so it goes beyond business for men or women's is that accurate and so it goes yes, it's for something much. greater And so, if we're thinking about masculine energy,
1: this is our ability to create and do so. Our words and what we form in the world is us acting on our masculine energy, but our sense and our knowing and our discernment and our being is our feminine energy. So, when each of us has the audacity to be internally led from that intrinsic knowing that lives in all of us, that creates a way for us to amplify or resonate that's unique to us. And from my perspective, that's the way we bring the highest level of value, but it means rubbing up against all the rules we've been given on not allowing our voices, our ideas, our bodies, our opinions, our life story, our experience to come into the construct of business. And I'm here to say that those elements actually build credibility, connection, and are the foundation for true transformation.
0: Can you paint me a picture of where does that lead if everyone was leading a feminine business? <laughs> what, what's the what's the
1: outcome? Yes. Let me tell you my vision, so my vision is that, I believe each of us hold a medicine or a resonance or an energetic frequency, knowledge, wisdom that's unique to each of us. I see yours, Julia. I see the beauty of how your life experiences have informed your commitment to being radically alive and that you're wanting to transmit that right and share it with others to invite them to consider whether they want to partake of that more for themselves so we get a community of people who are stepping into their brilliance and their exceptional qualities in a way that we can reinforce and strengthen one another Because actually learning how to thrive in business authentically on my terms has now been a 14-year dedication. I would never want to ask someone to put in as much time and hardship and trial and error as it's taken me to acquire these ideas and to be able to implement them really seamlessly now. So I offer that. And when we think about an exchange that I bring a framework and a view and a vision that other people can then receive for themselves. So imagine Julia, that then everyone had that frequency and that offering and that wisdom or medicine and we could all freely impart what it's taken us years and years to cultivate. Well, then we're getting the highest level of richness that I'm then very succinctly and quickly relaying to someone else. So, then your devotion and my devotion can interact in a way that we elevate higher, faster, easier. So, this is a future of people who are setting up a financial construct for receiving that's on their own terms, that honors their well being and their life and their family, so that we can all get
0: to the real work of being who we actually are in the world. Two things at once coming through. Okay. One is that I would really touched me when I was in one of your business, feminine business group meetings, that you brought this aspect of, I cannot do business without connecting to my heart first. And that includes then my family. And that includes in New Zealand, we say the whanau, you know, the, the larger family even. Yes. And if that's true, then I'm sensing the impact goes far beyond the financial implication. It really goes into changing the way we do life, the way we do society.
1: Yeah, our fundamental human interactions then shift. So, for example, my identity as a business owner is the exact same that I have with my sexual partner, is the exact same that I had as a parent with my children. And interestingly, my children are now homeschooled and we have a homeschooling exemption where we follow student led learning. So my children are actually following their own inclinations and interests and we're resourcing and facilitating that inquiry so that they are advancing in the way that's easiest and natural for them. And the consequence of that is that they have very well-formed opinions. They are sovereign and connected to their power and will no longer be subservient to adults. My children have no impression or idea that anyone older than them should ever inform them about how they should conduct themselves in the world and what i'm witnessing this year this is the first time i've officially been homeschooling both of my children is that my children are deeply confronting some of the adults that they meet out in society because they are so connected to their sovereignty people haven't seen children who know who they are so this devotion i've had in business for such a long time to call for the truth of who someone is and support them to use their story and their expertise in a way that's unique to them that contributes a value that no one else can well my children now have that and and they're you know 10 and 13 and and that's radical so my husband is more authentic and we now have very honest conversations about intimacy for example because if you can't be genuine and authentic everywhere why just be that in one place right
0: yeah otherwise it
1: would become a show
0: in, yeah, it's a in one area
1: it? and and
0: that's more damaging
1: it's more damaging for anyone to even attempt to puppeteer themselves in that vein and then you're likewise disseminating that resonance where you're inviting and encouraging other people to masquerade and pretense in order to earn their way in the world it's really it's everything to me so this is my vision for all of us and obviously not everyone is going to want to participate in that but the more people that come in and encounter it Feel a feeling they haven't felt before, which is safety to take up space, permission to share your wisdom, and uh, a level of
0: self authorization that that no one else will provide in this world. And how do we get there, or how do you, how do you empower people to to know their heart when, you know, the whole masquerading is really soul crushing. I think that's 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 my experience, and I see that in the world. There's people's souls have been yeah. kind of crushed so you're showing a path through business to liberate the heart That's mm, so beautiful <laughs> i never thought
1: about that Julie. i should write that down it's so beautiful and if i broke it down to two steps which i never have before it's paying attention to our own feelings and using that as an internal compass for
0: self-advocacy it sounds really simple and clear, and I'm glad about that. <laughs> well, we all feel. It's just yeah. no one has taught
1: us how to interpret our emotions to help that guide us back to our sovereign truth. But that, in my belief, this was the whole topic of my first self-published book, the Heart Healing, The 13 Principles of Emotional Self-Healing, that I was lost in chronic eating disorders for 15 years. I had three different eating disorders that I moved through, and What it forced me to do was reconcile my own emotions and learn how to harness that language. I I say that our emotions are the language of our soul and that anytime I'm angry, it's because I've allowed someone to disrespect me or I've disrespected myself. Sadness shows me what I value, that jealousy shows me what I long for. And through those feelings, I'm no longer rationally, mentally, intellectually based and then embodied from the heart to learn and acquire the information about who I really am. And then I've just had the audacity from the time I was born to say, and this is how I want things to be. This is who I am. And this is how I will do things. And if that won't be accepted or respected, I will remove myself from that space. I no longer have contact with some of my biological family members. And I no longer have contact with my in-laws. And so this is fierce devotion, but
0: it's freedom. It's freedom for the heart to rule in the world. Get that shift also from then you're not not making the others wrong. You're just looking after yourself. You're really fiercely devoted to your own heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, it will definitely be interpreted as a violation when other people don't get what they want from you. But once again, that's not our responsibility. And, you know, in my teenage years and early 20s, I was just squashed so far into self-rejection and self-loathing that I realized any way that I am contracting and manipulating myself to please another only brings doom upon myself. And I went so far down that path, which is such a privilege, that it's allowed me to go, there's there's no end to manipulating ourselves in order to accommodate another. It's actually impossible. And when you truly deeply know that, you invert it and you go, great. Then devoting myself fiercely to my heart is the only way to live and some people will then be inspired by that replicate it and give themselves more of that and other people will be offended and disgusted and reviled
0: and i'll permit that because that that that's okay we cannot change others we can only choose what awesome. we do with with it and that's where i see this necessity to for our planet actually to stand a chance that we are emotionally maturing in that reactivity like that to you saying what you, or you taking a stand for what works for you, yeah. if anybody reacts to that, what the reaction is, is like a child not getting what they want and yes. having to fight and how that kills. Yeah, it it, it is again, it's, it's like where the soul crushing continues. Like I need to make you small so that I'm not having to shine brighter because it's really mm. scary actually to shine bright. That yeah, is, it, because it's sure. not supported.
1: There'll yeah. be a reaction to that as well. And the energy of honoring has really broken this for me because someone's disagreement or, you know even annoyance towards me, I'll meet with honor, and I will honor them in that experience. and and I don't have people stepping into my world being cruel or harmful or attacking to me anymore because I've mastered my devotion to honoring others. And it's something you can't fake. You can't present in honor and not genuinely honor someone's heart. And, and this is the power of living in our heart. I know how it feels to have someone else's choices make me feel a certain way. I know that feeling. And, and that's a, a, a rite of passage to go through those emotions and gain the privilege and the insight that they are affording us. So without the, with all, out all of my reactivity that I had, then I wouldn't have landed in this either. So when someone is in their reactivity, Honoring that process and having that equanimity and neutrality for it, it it honestly, I, I've I've had people that have been enemies who have become incredibly devoted, <laughs> like loyal, lovers
0: of me and my work because it's genuine. So how does this go then in business? How do you how do you empower? <laughs> I'm getting it's feminine business but it's not just for women, right?
1: No. And so I think I've hosted, Friday will be 44 feminine business connections. It's been a four year devotion now. And in that time I've had five men attend and I repeatedly make sure in my descriptions that men know that they are welcome and that they're included. The interesting thing is that they often, sometimes don't want to be included in those environments because they are being very respectful to women really thriving off feminine to feminine support however my husband now attends some of my feminine business connection events and he's so deeply thanked for the presence that he brings and I know that we're moving into a future where we can reconcile the differences of our sexuality where we can meet each other heart to heart and it's no longer a frame of reference and so I'm excited to see where that goes I'm I'm open to it My reflection on the word empower, it's not a word I have a huge amount of resonance with personally, I would say that I see people and when someone feels truly seen, they remember that they already are powerful and my deep devotion to permitting my own radical heart devotion means that energetically anyone near me feels the capacity to deepen into that for themselves. So and this is why in-person events are so important for me, because if someone just hears me, that's one thing, but someone who stands near me, you will feel a palpable shift in what is possible for you, which is why I've been leading four cities this year. And in the last month, as a part-time homeschooling mother, I have met with my limitations <laughs> and um, have now delegated you know, three cities to the leadership of people who I trust and know to hold the space. Right, for permission for themselves and permission for everyone there. So it, it really is this ability to see and be seen that truly returns us all to our power. We're all so incredibly
0: powerful. I can really feel my heart. Maybe that's it. I can feel my heart. And in me, in me there's a question of and I see you you going there. It's a question of is business really the model? You know, if we're taking <laughs> feminine radically. <laughs> then there's maybe not a place for business as an approach. There needs to be something different growing out of that seed, of, out of that heart mm, connection. I hear you. I, hear you. I hold a, a vision where people can
1: live reciprocally in in their sovereignty, where there's mutual respect for everyone, where everyone has a voice and a contribution. And what I'm good at is I'm good at implementing. I'm Taurian. I make things happen. And the way that you make things happen is by utilizing the current constructs that already have acceptance and application. Business is really a vehicle for me to have women autonomously earning sacred money and supporting their lifestyle so that they have the time to be devoted to their work. So for me, terms and conditions, your bio, the way that you verbally represent your skill set, your offerings, that's my speciality and I use words to create containers or scaffolding where ultimately they won't be needed in in the future. I don't know whether that's in 50, 100, 1,000 years, 10,000 years or a million years or whether we're never even going to get there but I feel called to hijack some of the structures because ultimately the feminine dismantles and we can reduce something to where it's functional for us. And so this is my one-on-one business devotion. I run Feminine Business Connection. And then my individual clients, I'm listening to them and designing and tailoring structures in business that support the truth of who they are. And then that's a vehicle.
0: And I see how you're living that. You're demonstrating it even now. You're really clear about what it is that you are here for and then the everything that doesn't is not in alignment with that falls away and you can actually really support people yes to do that yes and you do that in one-on-one coaching so i will i, I will link your website to this mm. description mm. and you're also having these feminine business connections in four locations in new zealand yes yeah, so zealand. auckland the first friday of every month and then there's one led
1: by sarah sparkles down in hamilton in the waikato and then in the Wairarapa and Wellington, Joe Kempton leads. And then Darlene Perks is the leader of Whangarei. So Whangarei is the oldest community. Auckland's the fastest growing community. And uh, every one of them is, is special and vital. And, and they, no one gets more attention for being a bigger or smaller community, right? Because in traditional masculine structure, you, you focus on where there's more immediate profit. But for me sharing these ideas and having one heart receive them is worthy of all of my devotion.
0: Feeling my heart and also complete for now. How's it Mm -hmm. for you? Is there anything else that needs to pour out of yours? I guess my appreciation to you, you know, I'm really moved by
1: your devotion to your path of being radically alive and really creating spaces where we can talk and discuss How we support and nourish and expand one another's devotion to being radically alive.
0: Thank you for seeing me, and thank you for being you.